0: Welcome to Securing Digitalization, the Siemens Cybersecurity Podcast. Our hosts, Natalia Oropesa and Milko Ross. Welcome to Securing Digitalization. And I have the pleasure to talk today about diversity and belonging in cybersecurity with my fantastic co-host, the chief Cybersecurity Officer of Siemens, Natalia Oropesa.
1: And for me, it's a pleasure to talk again with the fantastic Mirko Ross. Thank you for having me again here, Mirko.
0: Yeah, and we have a special guest today in the show.
1: Yeah, it is a very special guest because she is someone to whom I can speak my two favorite topics, cybersecurity and diversity. So this doesn't happen every day. So thanks a lot, Tyler cohen Good, for being here with us today. And
2: uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Maybe you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. So my background is, most of my background in cybersecurity was with the Department of Defense, first as a Department of Defense forensic examiner and incident responder. And then I moved to the Defense Intelligence Agency, where I developed complex um, cyber special comms capabilities. And this is something that's very near and dear to my heart, cybersecurity and diversity. So I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. So thank you so much for having me.
1: No, thanks for for joining. And uh, I can only imagine the list of questions that my team will have. When they know your background, so I am glad I didn't tell them before the, <laughs> the, the podcast. Otherwise, I would have here a, a set of thousand questions for you to ask. But now I am going to ask. So, how did you get your first job in cyber security? Tell me about it.
2: Well, it was very interesting. Um, I, I was I started my career. Most people don't know this as a DJ, um, and. <laughs> Blue haired DJ. And um, I decided in the the, I I graduated in the late 90s and I decided I wanted to get into cybersecurity. So I moved to San Francisco because that was the one place at the time that was hiring people without any cybersecurity experience. And it was very bizarre, Natalia. Um, One of the things that helped me get jobs was my name. Um, my name is Tyler. My middle name is Kevin. And back in the late 90s, early 2000s, we didn't have social media. So you would apply for jobs via email and there was no picture. So I would apply. I would show up and the, the people who were interviewing me, their faces would just drop and they'd be like, oh, we <laughs> thought you. I'm like, nope. <laughs> but because of, of, of my desire to learn and that this was something that I was so interested in, I made a great impression. And that's kind of how I got the jobs. And it shouldn't have been like that. But it was and we didn't have uh, DEI officers back then. And, you know, it's it, it was just a it was just one of those really interesting, interesting things. So my name, which I used to hate as a kid but now it's really helped me in my career. So <laughs> that's really bizarre
1: and funny as well. So thanks for <laughs> for sharing with us. Now you mentioned I went there because I wanted to be in cyber security and this was a place where they were hiding with, for for people without experience. So that which is telling me you really wanted to work in cyber security and I I recall in the late 90s there was really not that much information about cyber security. Number one, and 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 uh, yeah, and, and number two, I don't think there was even a profession called cyber security. So, tell me
2: why were you attracted to a topic like this? Well, I, I was a sociology major, uh, criminology um, in in college. That's what I graduated as, and I'm just really interested in how um how systems work, and how you can protect them, but also how people work, and how you can help them better protect themselves. so, and I was also you know what? I was kind of a nerd growing up. I used to catalog my Star Trek tapes by Star date. It was one of those things. it was just inevitable. I'm sorry, Mirko, I know I see r two d two back there, but I'm more of a Star Trek fan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you're. You can't be always on the right side. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm the white guy educated in the hacker community. And I know how the hacker community is socialized in the past. So it was, or it's a very rude community. A lot of rude speech. A lot of old white people are into cybersecurity in the hacker community. Also, with few to your toad experience, can this be still the right constellation to meet today's increasing cybersecurity challenges? Regarding this question, I had a conversation with Gerhard Kleitzmann from Siemens, human resource specialist in field of cybersecurity, and Gerhard is telling us why It needs diverse teams in cybersecurity to be as successful as possible.
3: Of course, research has shown that diverse teams are more productive, are more innovative. But what it needs, actually, that you need skilled people that are diverse. And what actually brings um, that, what we see, is that you also need to be a more inclusive uh, employer. The more inclusive you are as an employer, the more you promote belonging the more diverse people will actually apply to your positions, will actually want to pr- be promoted in the organization. And that per se brings diversity into your teams. Diversity is not only by demographics, that we have males and females, black and white, any dimension that you can think of here, but actually, what it brings is the diversity of thoughts. This is what we're really driving for when we talk about diversity as well. So what would it mean for cybersecurity? Look what happens right now in the industry. You see the big cyber attack right now running um, in oil and gas in in, uh, US, for example. You can imagine there has been quite a diverse and inclusive team behind it. They have been very um, creative here coming up with innovative solutions, how to hack actually um, their systems. And this is what is demanded, particularly also in cybersecurity. You need an environment where everybody belongs, where you can actually open up to the most diverse team that can bring up the most creative solutions to protect ourselves. So diversity is highly demanded. Inclusion is highly demanded in cybersecurity to actually bring up the most um, creative ways how to protect and defend ourselves.
1: Well, let, let, let me tell you, Mirko, I think that for years now, for some times now, Siemens has been uh, uh, aware of the case for change in many regards, also in cybersecurity. And this is why Siemens talks about having a growth mindset, right? And, uh, and about empowering people. By the way, let, let me tell you as well, I have a very diverse cybersecurity board. It includes many nationalities from India, from China, uh, from the US from Germany also different ages uh, and different and and, and and different backgrounds business background and also technical background yeah. so the cybersecurity board of Siemens is very very diverse
0: so tyler do you also see such change
2: i have been seeing changes i love what you said natalia um I- I think that we're trying to solve a very complex problem today. I think it's easier to solve the future problem because we can get young young women, people of diverse backgrounds interested in cybersecurity from the beginning, and the cultural change is happening. But that doesn't really solve the problem now, just because you have the openings and you want for people to... For diverse people to come and apply for those positions, there's a huge shortage of cybersecurity positions all, all over the world. And you know that that is that is something that just just has to be fixed. And I do believe that every problem has a solution. And I believe that oftentimes those solutions come out of diverse collaboration. And when you're when you're running a business and you're putting out a product. If you don't have um, a diverse set of eyes on the product and you can't be flexible in it, then your product is, is only going to be for for some of the population. If you want your product to be for the entire population, it has to really be represented within the team that is developing that product.
0: Hey, okay, let me summarize it. As diverse a cybersecurity team is, as successful is it. But what's about education? Is it like that we need to train and to educate rather early in the universities or the schools? Is it something we are missing and we always need to promote stronger to be more effective in cybersecurity?
2: Go ahead, Tyler. But- <laughs> I, I, I was just, just going to say, it, it, not, cybersecurity needs to be taught in schools, just like math and English, because it is such a part of everything that we do. We we have devices on us at all times. We're constantly surrounded by different technologies that, you know, can be an entrance point into our network. But one of the things that is also important why kids have to really understand uh, cybersecurity and learn it is because they have to be able to protect themselves when operating in this domain. Because you know, you you we all know that not everyone is who they say they are online. And it's easier now to sort of look for clues to vet if someone's who they they say they are, but we're not a hundred percent there yet. So it's not only to diversify the 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 cybersecurity pool, but also to teach kids how to protect themselves. Tyler was
1: touching on cybersecurity, which I completely agree with that, the educational cybersecurity. It needs to start very early in the education, but I I think the, the the answer can go as well in the direction of diversity and inclusivity. And I think the schools, the universities, I I I I can tell you, I was not uh, teach on how to be inclusive or how to listen. So I was I was never told to be like this. I had to learn this during my professional c- career uh, practice right and I think it it helps a lot and I think it could even help with some of the problems that we see in the schools of discriminations and of uh, racist, uh r- racism and and, 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 and and homophobia so right So I think this kind of education is missing to answer your question yes.
0: Yes. I think respect is a good topic. And to me, Tyler, the question is from your experience, the path we've talked about the past, about how it changed. So what do you think? What is needed on your path now to continue to get more diverse, more successful environment?
2: I think it it is a cultural shift. And but i think it's going to have to be a somewhat global cultural shift because like you said you know Siemens is a global company so it kind of, it has to have a global policy changing the mindset is 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 what is needed and also just bringing in more more diversity and more people you know into the mix because then you're going to get that perspective and I'll give you a personal example. I am launching a startup. It is a global healthcare initiative, and it is completely different from anything else because our team is spread all around the the world. We have we have it, that, and therefore we have different perspectives. We have um, we're we're seeing you know the, the 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 French perspective, the the British perspective, and so on and so on and it has helped enormously because having um, having people coming from different backgrounds, it's helping us to make sure that the AI that we're going to be putting into this is not going to have an external bias. It's going to be looked at from you know, these multiple perspectives and it can work. It, it does have to start really at the at the top levels and, and trickle down. And I'm not saying that grassroots organizations are not, can't do it alone. There's, it, it, it takes, it, it takes a lot of different people from grassroots all the way to the top to really make those changes happen. And I'm starting to see shifts and that's really exciting for me.
1: Now, last question from my side, Tyler. So what is your prediction
2: for the future of cybersecurity? cybersecurity is going to change significantly and we're already seeing at least in the United States there's regulations that are going to start coming down the colonial pipeline hack was a really big deal because it it put the United States it put us in a terrible situation it was very scary and at some point these hacks Cannot, you, you, you cannot just get away with it. There has to be some type of, of, of incentive and there has to be more responsibility and cybersecurity has to be taken seriously. And again, it has to be a collaborative effort because without it, things can get kind of scary. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Taylor, very much. And
1: uh, it was a pleasure having you here today. Thanks for joining. Thank you.
0: And thank you, Natalia, for being here. And to the audience, if you like the show, just drop us a like, give us a comment. And we are looking forward for your feedback. Thank you very much. Securing Digitalization, the Siemens Server Security Podcast.